Hi, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing to help you grow. I'm Tim Barron, and this podcast is brought to you by the team at Good to Be Social, marketing agencies for lawyers and law firms. In today's episode, I chat with Jacqueline Matarang. Jacqueline is a senior marketing technology manager at Bradley, an AmLaw 200 firm with over 500 attorneys in nine offices across the U.S. Jacqueline leads the firm's marketing technology team, its efforts in business development technology, marketing technology, and digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Great. Thanks for having me, Tim. Sure thing. We're very excited to have you. And, you know, my background is from legal tech before I joined uh, Good to Be Social. And marriage of technology and marketing totally resonates with me. And I think it's resonating broadly. I see it everywhere. Because really, you really can't talk about marketing without talking about technology today. Do you agree? I completely agree. So why is digital and marketing technology important in today, specifically today's marketing? Yeah, that's a really great question, Tim. So if you've not seen the Gartner survey, its finding says that a CMO's marketing technology budget will continue to increase and will surpass the budget of a CIO's technology spend. In the last couple of years, we've already seen law firms invest in some of the categories identified in the survey, such as website, email marketing, automation tools, digital commerce, digital advertising, CRM, to name a few. Digital marketing has evolved as technology continues to advance, and firms have now learned to adapt by utilizing the digital marketing channels to communicate to their audience and enhance their brand. So, for example, a law firm website is where a firm can make that first impression. When somebody lands on a firm's site, a homepage, for example, you only have a few seconds to make that lasting impression in order to keep somebody engaged in addition to creating that brand experience. So one of my favorite quotes is actually from Scott Brinker. He says that marketing is so dependent in technology to execute its mission. We're operating in a digital world where there's so many touch points. Customers have so many ways to engage. And marketing today needs somebody to manage that technology portion of marketing. So to your point, just marketing and technology has spawned what I think has become a term of art, like MarTech. And if I saw correctly, I think an entire conference is devoted to that, which talks about all things related to marketing technology. And here at Good to Be Social, we put a really great emphasis on it. Uh, Guy, I think I don't think Guy would mind me saying that he's a true techie, always exploring and tinkering. So when we talk to law firms and explore what they're doing, oftentimes we find that one of the things they're lacking in is a real understanding about technology or even having someone part of the marketing team who really understands and who sort of takes charge and leads around the technology aspect of marketing. So you were one of the first marketers, if I remember correctly, to specialize in marketing technology in the legal space. What was your journey like to get there? So the term marketing technology did not really exist when I first worked at a global investment management firm many years ago. And when I first started out in legal, I remember my job description included items such as update the website, post on social media, that's if the firm even had any presence on social, send newsletters and alerts. And these, by the way, were sending by snail mail and via Outlook, not using any sophisticated email marketing tool, updating the mailing list, 
and that was on Excel and not using any CRM tool or any database. I essentially created my job description when I brought on these random assignments or projects, took on the project management of a new website, set up Google Analytics, launched the firm's first blog, developed the firm's content marketing strategy, an editorial calendar, created the firm's social media accounts and its social media strategy, slowly moved from printed newsletters to electronic, and implemented the CRM tool to name such a few. I think a marketing technologist really differs from the rest of the marketing and the business development team. We kind of are referred to sometimes as the unicorns because we bridge the gap between marketing and IT. So essentially, we are the hybrids. We develop the marketing and the business development strategies that basically align with the business development goals and work directly as liaisons with IT and then evaluate the marketing technology tools that align with the business development objectives. So essentially, in many ways, we have helped gain independence from IT and then other external resources or service providers, making the marketing and business development departments a lot more tech savvy and independent. Wow. So I love the idea of bridging the gap between marketing and IT. I think that's a sort of a glaring omission sometimes and people just think they can gloss over it. And you really can't. You need that communication and you need someone that really knows the language in order to bridge that gap. And you mentioned that you have been able to sort of take some of the responsibility or or become a little bit more independent. Can you expand on that just a little bit about what you were able to do that, that maybe you weren't before, that you were relying on IT, but now you're able to do yourself as part of bridging that gap? Sure. Well, I can talk about some of the projects that we've actually done here internally. And so I am the first person here in my role. And so when I started here almost four years ago, the firm had zero blogs. And then we, I can probably say that we now have successfully launched nine blogs. And from there, we have created, we've successfully developed internal processes and including getting the buy-in from the leaders. We ask for commitment from attorneys that they will contribute content. So our marketing technology team actually develops that strategies. We develop editorial calendars. We coach lawyers on how to write effectively. So our blogs have been thriving and we've continued to receive positive feedback, including getting that media attention. And we've also opened new matters from those blogs. In addition to that, one of the biggest things that we have also done in the past year is launched the firm website. So that basically has been led by the marketing technology team. It's really, it's one of the projects that I actually led last year is the website when we rebranded. So last year, we rebranded from Bradley Aaron Bolt Cummings to Bradley. And to coincide with that rebrand, we launched the firm's new website and also updated the firm's URL from BABC.com to Bradley.com. So that was a huge project and it was a huge team effort. So we not only rebranded to shorten our name, we also updated all of the content on the website to reflect the new brand message and tone, updated all of the the photography, including the new headshots, used some of our people on some of the hero images as well. When we started out the process, we did a lot of research and took inspiration out of legal and our design focused on content first. Since launch, we've continued to revisit the various content that we highlight on the website, including the client success stories, and we update them frequently. To tie in with the rebrand as well, and then the digital strategy that we have developed, 
with the rebrand, we also updated our email marketing campaigns. We wanted to have a cohesive look and feel on our email campaigns and provide the same user experience. And so when somebody receives an email campaign from us, it has the same look and feel as our website. And so if somebody gets an invitation, somebody receives an alert, you can basically see that it looks similar to somebody would see on the website. If it is a practice group specific, it has the same look and feel. If, you know, if somebody's receiving a tax alert, it looks just like the practice group page that somebody would actually see on the site. In addition to that, we are also on rollout for CRM. So this is somebody who understands marketing in addition to technology. So that's kind of, kind of ties back in to being independent now and then having somebody somebody who has that specific skill set. So we are in rollout for a CRM right now. We've actually rolled it out to over 500 users now. We have approximately about 1,000 users. So along with the rollout for the CRM database, we've actually customized a lot of our training and we're doing a lot of dust side trainings to all of our users. And along with that dust side trainings, we're actually customizing that based on the type of the user, and then along with that, also based on the generation and also by practice. All right, so you just talked about uh, some of the initiatives that you did, and you mentioned four things, website, blog, email, and CRM. Could you maybe talk a little bit about some of the technology involved there? Like, do you use WordPress for your blog? Yes, we use WordPress for our blog. We use Sitecore for our website. We use Vuture for our email marketing. And then we use Contactees, which we actually branded as Bradley Connect for our CRM. Oh, that's terrific. How did you come about even choosing those technologies? And is part of what you do training the marketing team on those technologies so that they're able to use it? Yes. So when I started out in this role, one of the things that I actually did was create this roadmap. And I actually created a marketing technology plan. And so identifying the different tools that we would start to use. And in addition to that, what are the different tools of, you know, that the marketing technology and then the business development team that we would use? And then what is it going to integrate with? And how important is that going to be for us? And then so putting together kind of a long-term plan and then how does that fit with IT's roadmap as well? And, and so talking about working with IT and making friends with IT, because we got to make sure, I mean, we're going to need their help, obviously, at some point and making sure that everything else is going to play well together in the sandbox. And, and so kind of creating that plan and kind of putting together a long-term plan for that. So Sitecore is the tool that we decided to use. It seems to be kind of the industry standard that a lot of firms are also using not just law firms, but then also other professional services industries. For Vuture, it seems to be something that was pretty easy to use as well. And it kind of ties in directly with the CRM tool that we've identified to also use. And then so right now, we're actually revisiting the marketing technology plan and then putting together something that would be for 2018 to 2019 and then probably revisiting that once again next year to have something for the next two to three years. That's terrific. Wow, that, that really that's, gives some useful insight for some of our listeners who might be looking at options out there of what to use. We're, of course, a big WordPress proponent here, whether it be for blogs or for websites. So it's so intuitive and easy to use. And we found the training folks on it. 
is a lot easier. But now, very good. So, you know, to expand on that a little bit, you write quite a bit and speak on technology stack for legal marketers or for a law firm marketing technology stack. Do you have like a list or like maybe a few must-haves tools that belong in that technology stack? I do read a ton of stuff. You probably have seen me post things early in the morning or late at night because <laughs> that's typically when I'm going through all my things, all the articles on LinkedIn. I have the McKinsey app on my iPhone and I read a ton of their stuff. I mean, in terms of tools, I, I'm not sure if there are any specific tools that I'm... I mean, personally, are, are you asking me personally, Tim, or maybe professionally? A little bit of both, right? So what do you use to, uh, to just make sure that you're always on for your role as a marketing technologist? And what would a law firm, like marketing technologist or a marketing department would need in terms of some of the technology and some of the tools? Sure. There are several for so for a law firm, somebody in my role, there are several tools out there, I think. I am a member of LMA and then I'm also a member of ILTA. I look at all the resources available out there from ILTA and then also from LMA. LMA has a body of knowledge and they've got great resources out there. And so I definitely would take a look at LMA and I would look at all the resources available out there. I would also look at ILTA and take a look at all the resources available on ILTA. And then I also tend to go outside of LMA and then also ILTA. So I tend to follow several influencers. I follow Scott Brinker. I follow him on LinkedIn. I follow several agencies out there. I follow Edelman. I follow Ogilvy. I mean, I follow a lot of folks. I follow a lot of them online on LinkedIn. And this is just for my professional growth, so I can kind of know what's going on out there and then what's also trending. I follow McKinsey, and this is both, like I said, both professionally and personally. For firms out there who are looking at various tools, I was talking to somebody last week, and they were looking at tools for basically reporting. I suggest Canva. Canva Canva.com is a great tool, and it is free when you are putting together reports and you want to have something that is visually appealing. We have used it in the past when we put together year-end reports as well as monthly and quarterly reports. So definitely take a look at it, canva.com. It is free. And like I said, it's very easy to use and you don't need to know how to use Photoshop to basically use it. Sprout Social is another tool for social media sharing. We use Hootsuite. Hootsuite is very easy to use, so we use that for scheduling. Those are probably the main tools that we kind of use internally. KeePath, we basically store a lot of the information, such as login information. None of Nobody from our team knows any of the login information that we have because our CIO had asked that we store everything on KeePath. It is also free, and so that's one tool that we use internally. Like even I don't know any of the logins. And so if we have to update anything when I'm traveling, I have to go into KeyPass and actually grab that information. So those are probably some of the things that we use internally here at the firm. You know, a couple of things that you said I really love. One is that you use social media to also follow influencers, right? I, I view social media and blogs as the new, maybe the not so new mentorship 
right? Every time I listen to a podcast or I'm at a conference and I hear a speaker or I read a book and an author, any of them particularly resonate, the first thing I do is start social media and see if they have an account that I can follow and learn from, you know? So I agree with you 100%. And the other is a key pass. In today's world, like cybersecurity, and it's just so important, and especially for law firms, where client confidentiality really is the standard. And just protecting your data by, you know, it's a low-hanging fruit by having a password manager is so useful. Like there's so many people that I know that don't use any. I've used one password for years. And like you, Jacqueline, I, I don't even know most of my passwords. I just have them generate it like some crazy, crazy looking password. And if I don't have that, I'm, I'm basically out of luck. I don't know how to log in. So very good. None of the other team members, except for the marketing technology team members, have access to any of our social media accounts. There are only three of us who have access to those accounts. So nobody else has access to any of the, the accounts. Wow. So, you know, if we need to delete anything or edit anything, I mean, I can't do any of that. Like, I, we don't, we, we all have to log in. I have to log in remotely to basically edit that because people think that I can just log in. I was like, I can't. We store everything in KeePass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. That, that's, that's locking things down. That's protecting your brand. That's also protecting client information. So that's really good. So we're just about out of time, but what advice would you give to someone who's sort of starting out in this role, like someone who, is, who loves technology and someone who also loves marketing, just to sort of set them up for success in a law firm? So I'd probably say that working in the professional services industry does not always allow for the right and obvious solutions. So for somebody who's starting out in this role, one should be comfortable working in the gray areas and have the willingness to experiment with different tactics in order to produce the desired result. So don't be afraid to fail and experiment. There are a lot of resources out there available. We just talked about some of these where somebody can learn. Reach out to colleagues and no question is ever dumb or stupid. I have definitely asked a lot of these questions when I first started out and I still ask some of these questions. And I am eternally grateful to my colleagues who continue to guide me. So do use LinkedIn to connect with colleagues and some of your peers. You know, there may be somebody you work with who is probably next door, like two doors down from you. Reach out to that person and, you know, and ask the questions. There may be somebody you may meet at a programming next time. Make friends with that person. Go to lunch with that person. Have coffee with that person. And then just bounce ideas back and forth. That's how you learn. And, you know, then do follow follow some of the influencers out there and then and reach out to those individuals. I reached out to Scott Brinker before, and then he retweeted one of my tweets before, which I thought was kind of awesome, which was really cool. And I messaged him in the past. So it, it, it was kind of cool, like kind of seeing that interaction. But I mean, that would probably be my advice. Just experiment. I mean, that's one way to learn. It's amazing. I mean, you think folks might be unapproachable or might not answer back, but these folks are really happy when you discover something that's helpful that they've said or written, and then you reach out to them. And usually they're very generous with their time. So don't be afraid to reach out. I love that. And I also love that you said, don't be afraid to fail. We had a couple of, on the podcast, a couple of other big law marketers who said the same thing. And it's sort of re- very reassuring because you can't say that as a marketer, if the law firm and if the marketing department hasn't created an environment where you feel safe enough to fail. So that's really great to hear. 
And on that note, we will wrap this podcast up. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being on the podcast. This was really helpful. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much, Tim, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghub.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy to produce the results you want. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and we'd love it if you left a review also. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at goodtobesocial.com. Thanks for listening.